Welcome to the In Awe Podcast, where we amplify women and empower a community through the mission and their message. I am your host, Sarah Johnson, English teacher and school principal turned author and entrepreneur, living my own leap of faith on a mission to teach masses. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook at at Sarah S.A. Johnson. Be sure to subscribe to the In Awe Podcast so you can join me each week as I feature women who will leave us all in awe of their impact on our world. Welcome back to the In Awe Podcast and a seriously inspiring series filled with bright, youthful voices. Let's never underestimate the creativity, resilience, and strength within our youth, my friends. Today's guest is a special young woman whose spirit is vibrant and full of hope. Kayla Belt is the founder of Kay's Creations, a custom art and sticker business founded in May of 2020. She is a member of her school's company dance team and a member of the school band. She also serves as a middle school small group leader at her church, Preston Trail Community church. Kayla is the oldest of five kids, adores Hamilton, and has a newfound love of theater. In this episode, we discuss Kayla's inspiration for creating her own business, her experiences as a high school student during COVID-19, her love of family, firm faith, and her hope for the future. I am so glad that you're here, my friends. You are going to love Kayla's story, her heart, and the way she paints such a special picture of her beautiful life as a teen in 2020. I am deeply inspired by this young woman and am honored to share with you Kayla Belt's youthful voice. Welcome, Miss Kayla Belt, to the In Awe podcast. I am so excited to have this conversation with you today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay, so Kayla, would you go ahead and just share with the listeners a little bit about your current context? Where are you? What's lighting you up these days? Who is Kayla Belt? Well, um, I have been living in Frisco, Texas for a year now. Uh, I am a student. I'm in 10th grade, and I am part of our dance company and I am on the drum line for percussion. That's a lot of fun. Sweet. I love that. Uh, I love art, whether it's painting or dancing or, you know, listening to music, playing music. I love all of that. That's definitely a passion of mine. And I just love helping others. That's something that's very important to me, as well as family and my faith. That's awesome. And so it's really cool to hear that you have all those different interests. And I'd like to, the listeners to share, to hear how you and I got connected, because otherwise, why in the world would that happen? You mentioned family. You want to talk a little bit about your family? Well, yeah, my dad, um, he's a podcaster. And so I guess he's really great at networking because <laughs> you guys are able to connect and uh, that's definitely a blessing that you guys were connected and that I'm able to be here now, which is really cool. Yeah. So um, your dad, Justin Belt, is a podcaster. He's an educator. He's an author. And so I've been connected with Justin just through, uh, honestly, a boxer group. So for listeners, if you've ever been familiar with him, I will go ahead and, and link his um, connection information for you so that you can check out his podcast. But I was so excited because I was like a month ago, he shared that you, that his daughter, one of his daughters, one of of many children <laughs> were starting a, <laughs> right starting up a business so I want to be able to, to touch on that but it just got pressed on my heart I thought ah, I get to share her in the series we have you featured here on the series on youth and I just think you're gonna have so much great wisdom for our listeners to hear and so I'm excited to have that connection that brought you here to us so you have um you have siblings right you want to talk a little bit about that in regard to where you fall in line to those <laughs> i'm the oldest of five kids and i have two younger brothers and two younger sisters um my brother caleb he is 12 
my little brother Kanan is eight, my little sister Zyla is five, and my little baby sister, she's two, and her name is Emery. Oh, beautiful. So that's quite the range. And so just curious because I'm the youngest of seven kids. And so I know what birth order feels like in a big family from the other perspective. But do you want to share a little bit about what is it that is a joy for you being the oldest of a family that size? I think it's just really nice. Like whenever they actually need my help with something, it makes me feel useful because, <laughs> you know, I don't like to just sit around and do nothing. So whenever I can help and they need my help, I'm like ready to help them with that. That's beautiful because not every um, person in their youth would say that about their siblings. What do you think is one of the greatest challenge <laughs> about being the oldest of that big of a family? Maybe sometimes like my younger siblings, they like to pick little arguments. And sometimes I have to remind myself how, how much younger they are than me and that it would be kind of silly to argue with like a five-year-old or something. <laughs> and then just trying to be a good example for them as much as I can. Yeah, I imagine that has to press on um, older siblings a lot. And and I, what I'm picking up from you, just in the interactions we've had and the conversation we had in the pre-chat and some of the things that you just highlighted when you talk about yourself, that your faith and your family are important, that you do care deeply about them. And so it's it's got to be some pressures to, you know, you're living this, this big, beautiful life of your own, <laughs> but you know that there's eyes watching. Um, and so I really appreciate that you pointed that out. So can we talk a little bit about you said that you are passionate about art and in multiple forms. And I heard you um, talk about you said painting, correct? But you also said music. Yeah. I want to talk about music first before we get into like the meat of of the other piece. You're on the drum line, which is super cool. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, your passion? Where did you start with music? And, and you know, what do you love to do about that? And just expand upon that a little bit. Um, well, I've always been connected to music. I don't think there's a person in my family who doesn't maybe, I can't think of someone who doesn't play instrument or sing a little bit or rap, whatever. Um, I've always been around music. Both of my parents sing and my dad plays guitar and uh, they've both been on the worship team at, at our old church. So there hasn't been a moment where I haven't been exposed to music or singing or any of that really. I think I got involved in band my sixth grade year of middle school and uh, I just kind of enjoyed it from there. A lot of people, I had a lot of people quit and so moving up that was kind of rough because like all the people you started off with like quit and left you there. But I'm really glad that I stayed because band is awesome. It's an awesome, awesome opportunity and you have a big, great family there with you. And it's just amazing. That's so cool. And I think a lot of my listeners are educators and some of them may be music educators. So they're, you know, they're hearing that. We know that there's what we would call attrition in a lot of programs when they go from youth up to the higher grades. So it's really cool that you're sticking with it. And when you do drumline, what's the context in your school? Are you in marching band? Are you a part of other bands? Like, how does that work? Um, so I am part of the marching band. So I'm in the pit uh, section of drumline, which is like xylophones and vibraphones and marimbas. And we have, we call it a synth, but it's basically a piano and it makes other cool sound effects. And we have rack players who will play like cymbals or if we need a snare, an extra snare or a bass drum or something like that. And so, um, we stay stationary. We don't march, thankfully, because I'm a pretty clumsy person. So I may end up falling <laughs> on the field or something like that if I had to march. 
I love that. <laughs> Gives me a good context. We actually have I, in my office where I'm recording with you, I have, there's a little keyboard and a xylophone because my daughter also just started out in um, drums in band and she's just entering sixth grade. That's awesome. Your first year. Yeah. So I think it's cool. And I have to ask you, are, are there other females in the drum core for you? Yeah. So it's actually, I think this year we have two female snares this year, which is pretty cool. Last year we only had one in a whole group of boys, but um, there are three of us girls in the pit section, which is pretty cool because I feel like most people would think that pit is only for girls, but uh, we have guys in there too who are absolutely fantastic at it. So I think that's something that was pit is for the boys and girls. Yay. (laughs) We're going to break that. We're going to shadow those stereotypes. I love it. That's so cool. It's very cool. Okay. So you, um, in terms of the artistry, that's, you know, it's kind of what brought you to my attention, but I know that there's a lot that goes on in your world. And that's why I love having you on this particular series because youth inspire me. I'm an educator. I loved teaching in the classroom and being a principal with young men and women. And I just know that you have some really good perspectives to share with us about kind of our current world happenings in school. But I really, really want to make sure that we cover your awesome sticker business that you started. So do you want to talk about that? Like share with us what got you passionate and kind of the process and, you know, what inspires you to to do that work? Yeah, um, I guess it would be a couple years now. Um, a couple years ago when we were still living in Missouri, I was, think I was just bored one day. And so I just looked up on YouTube, just like how to make your own stickers. And it just started with having clear packing tape and parchment paper. And you could either draw your design or print it off. And you just stick your paper between the parchment paper and the tape. And you cut it out and you peel the parchment paper off. And that would be your sticker. And then fast forward to, um, you know, the summer of Corona or whatever. And initially I had been wanting to get a job. And with Corona happening, you know, it was obvious that that wasn't going to be able to happen (laughs) this year. Um, So I just revisited that sticker stuff back because it was like, well, I like art. I like to draw and paint anyway. So that would be a cool way to incorporate that into stickers um, to share with other people as well. So uh, I went looking on Google and I had my dad order me some sticker paper. And then my mom and dad are awesome. Like they help put all this stuff together. They helped me so much. Um, and, you know, I had them help me come up with promotional stuff and prices and, you know, different design ideas. And it kind of took off from there. <laughs> It's so cool. And I I just love that you have this spark in you where you're saying, you know, first of all, you looked at it a long time ago because you were bored. So this is like the generation that just Googles everything. And you can find that just, it makes me so happy to hear that. Um, But then also that you were able to turn it into something during this time of challenge um, during quarantine and that you have the support to do that. Because I mean, I'm, I'm considering myself, I am an entrepreneur and I didn't really come up yet with brand new ideas on how to use our new situation until recently. So I'm in awe of you that that you took that upon yourself and moved it forward. Um, so 
when you create what, you know, do you just kind of go with whatever or do you get inspired? Do you look for ideas? Do you pull from your life? How do you go about creating your your stickers? Um, so in the beginning, actually, I kind of took the first stickers that I had made. I still have them in a little pencil box. And so initially I just started taking those and digitizing them and making them look better than they did <laughs> hand drawn. And um, then I would go on YouTube and find other women uh, who had made sticker businesses and kind of look at their designs. And that kind of gave me little ideas and um, just thinking about things that I enjoyed and turning those into stickers as well. And then actually for my dad's birthday, uh, I made him these custom stickers where I just basically took my phone and I went on this app and like painted over his face digitally. And it turned out really funny. And I started doing those actually. I'm working on an order right now of for those. So those have been a lot of fun, even though they're time consuming. <laughs> Yeah, they're really cool too. And so listeners, I will be sure to link how you can get in touch with those creations. And do you want to just tell them right now in case they're curious and they're listening and they can pop on their phone, how to get to your Instagram account? Yeah. Um, so it's just lowercase K's, uh, just a K and S, uh, creations, creations with a K and then a period 2020. Uh, that's my Instagram handle. I love it. So just a question about this. You were catching you at the beginning of when you've been working to mobilize and, you know, monetize this. So what is your vision for KS Creations? I don't know. I guess just to reach as many people as I can and hopefully the little positive little messages will be able to touch someone and make their day better. And they, you know, it's a sticker, so you can basically place it anywhere. So hopefully they can place it somewhere that will remind them to have a good day or smile or you got this, you know, just little bits of encouragement that they can take with them. I love it. And I was just looking at your Instagram feed and I saw that you, um, you know, you, I saw the the stickers that you're referencing and your, and your newer ones and things like that, but you also have a highlight for um, BLM. Do you want to talk a little bit about maybe your passion for that? Uh, yeah. So yeah, just at the beginning, like all the George Floyd stuff was happening. Uh, it just broke my heart. Like it really broke my heart. And, um, you know, I've seen these organizations and they're just be like, donate if you can. And, you know, that's like, it's like, if I can do this, if I have this business going, then why can't I use that to spread awareness and be able to donate to help these organizations? So, um, I got, my aunt actually made an order for some stickers and, you know, they had just been some really cute, like, you know, um, black girl stickers. They're really cute. So I asked her if I could use some of her designs that I made for her and then some other stuff I had thought of. And uh, I was I had a deal out. I think I don't even remember what it was right now, but just, um, you know, buying if you buy some of these stickers, I think 10 percent of each sale will be going uh, will be donated to an organization that's helping with this movement. Um, so I can make a difference in some way, even if it's small. Yeah. And that's awesome. I love it. Listeners, you got to check those stickers out. They're so cool. And I see that, you you know, you do custom stickers and you're doing, you got some back to school stuff and it's just a really cool thing. I cannot wait to see where this goes for you. And, yeah. you know, honestly, 
even if you abandon the sticker business, I can see inside of you this beautiful, you know, entrepreneurial spirit that's going to be able to harness the, you know, the God gifted passions that you've been given, which is amazing. I'm, I feel honored that I get to talk to you at this stage in your journey for whatever that ends up being in your future. Thank you. Sweet. Well, okay. So, so some questions too. I know, you know, you referenced that you're on the dance, you know, is it the dance team or the dance line? Did you call it? Uh, it's our dance team. Like it's not, it's not the team that dances at football games, but my school has a dance program and they have a company team that basically gets to perform a lot more and, you know, has a little bit more opportunities than if you were a normal dance class. So that's special. That's very cool. Okay. So how about this one? If, since you are, you're entering your sophomore year, what does school look like for you and what are you Uh, Well, let's hear, first of all, what it looks like for Kayla. Well, uh, we have a folding table in our upstairs area and we have all four of us that are in school right now scattered around the table. And my mom got us little like divider box things so we can keep our belongings and school supplies in. And we each have that in our paper, in our pencils, and we have our computers set up on all four sides of the table. And we have our waters and we do schoolwork. That's what that kind of looks like. (laughs) Sounds fun. So, you know, my listeners are from all across the country and some outside of the United States. So, um, and you're in Texas, which means, and what you know is that you're doing, would you say a quarter of remote learning for sure? Uh, yeah, like a quarter. And then my parents will kind of reevaluate after that. Yeah. And so for us here, you know, just sharing my kids are going to be doing we we opted for virtual learning. We're in a situation. My husband is a teacher. And so he'll be going and in, in teaching face to face students that have elected that choice. But, you know, ours, I'm just kind of laughing when I say what does it look like for Kayla, because it's going to be so interesting, too. I have a sixth and a third grader. So I'm picturing your house and in the ranges of ages and, and what that's got to be like so a question for you then um as the fact that you're entering your sophomore year you've had you know basically Mm -hmm. one year of high school in in a a new learning community honestly as you had up until march you know to form those relationships with peers and things what's on your mind as you enter this sophomore year with the reality of of virtual learning and kind of all the challenges we're facing um honestly you know initially i thought we would be able to go back when school started so i was looking forward to making more connections and trying to put myself out there more but you know making it virtual of course makes it a little bit more difficult to be able to connect with others um so I'm just trying to keep up. I took on an AP class this year. So it's already been, she's already been kind of hitting us over the head (laughs) with work. So I'm just trying to focus on keeping up and keeping good grades and (laughs) trying to make it through this online school year, (laughs) whatever it's going to look like. Well, and that's, I appreciate that, you know, that candid way of saying it. So we're recording here in this last week in August. The episode's going to be in September. When did you start courses? Uh, I started on August 17th. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so you've just been in the thick of this. <laughs> Here in Wisconsin, we haven't even started yet. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and, and actually we just learned that my children, I don't think they're going to officially start until September 7th, um, being that we took the uh, virtual option. So it's, yeah, it's just a whole, like everything is so different yep, wherever we are. So, and, and thank you for sharing about that 
load. It's a, it's a big workload to work um, remotely. So what are some of the things that you've learned in this time that kind of keep you motivated to focus on the tasks that you have? I have to learn, I have had to learn how to be kind of patient with myself when just trying not to like overload myself because I feel like I have to do everything. And so when I don't get something done or uh, I'm not doing anything, I'm like, you need to be doing something or, you know, did this, did you do this well enough? Like I'm a bit of a perfectionist at times. Um, And so I think uh, just getting into my faith a little bit, uh, I've just had to kind of learn to just kind of let go of things that are out of my control and um, let God handle those because, you know, I know he'll always be there and he's always, always helping me and working even when I can't see it. So just allowing myself to give that to him um, has helped a lot, honestly. It's really beautiful and not easy for any of us to um, know and trust that always, you know, and I want to just applaud you for speaking openly about not only your faith, but also your fears. You know, there's a lot of anxiety that we're all developing. (laughs) Like I've said this before on my podcast, I'm not an anxious person and I have not had to handle anxiety, but that has entered our world. It's entered my world. Um, and so finding ways to cope with that in healthy ways has been really important. And I just really deeply empathize with the the chapter of life that you're in right now and knowing that there's so much uncertainty anyway in your teen years <laughs> and you know yes. so there's that and then but it sounds like you have a really strong firm foundation in your home and in your family and your faith which you know it feels essential right now more than ever yeah and just out of curiosity uh, you know how are the ways that you're staying connected to you know whether it's your friends in Missouri or those that you've made in Texas so for those of us listening most of us when I know my stats are older I mean we're not old but we're older okay like we're in our 40s it's okay 30s and 40s I would just from your perspective (laughs) how are you keeping in touch and keeping friendships alive as a youth in this time um well I have really amazing friends back in Missouri um and it's like we went I think in November of last year and it was just like we didn't miss a beat and we just it was like old times so even when we're not talking every day even if we have snapchat and we're just snapping each other pictures or silly pictures of ourselves um that's just a way that I've been staying connected or just texting them being like hey how are you you know uh, trying to do my best to stay connected because I feel like it's easy to just kind of try to unplug and not want to open or communicate with anyone. Honestly, I found I've become kind of lazy with that and I could do better. Yeah, most, mainly through social media is how I stay connected with them. Hey, it turns out that an old lady um, and you, a youthful one, have some things in common because... It, is, it feels like, um, especially maybe during those harder times of locking down where you just, I don't know if it's a depression or what it might be, but it's its hard to muster the energy to be like, hey, we're still, you know, we're still here. We're, we're home. Um, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like the dynamics of our lives don't change much um, when we're in that space. So I don't know if that's a part of it for you, but I know that we, we struggle with that here for sure. Okay. So how about this one? Um, so I heard you, you know, you're doing Snapchat to stay connected, but what are the things that you're doing outside of schoolwork to keep your passions alive? I know you're doing your art, but are there any fun things that you do either via Netflix or other ways that you engage with your family that keeps you 
I don't know, grounded and happy with life? Um, every once in a while on Disney Plus, when a good movie releases, uh, we'll plan a fun dinner on a Friday night and we'll get like popcorn and some candies and we'll all sit either upstairs with our projector or we'll sit downstairs and we'll watch a movie. So I know <laughs> we watched Hamilton uh, when it came out on Disney Plus and we've been hooked on that ever since we watched it. Uh, that's been a that's been a lot of fun singing that every day with my siblings and family. I am just beaming <laughs> over here picturing that. That's so beautiful. Honestly, I find painting therapeutic at times just even if I'm doing it for someone else, I just find it so relaxing and I'll just turn on the podcast. I listen to the office ladies um, and I will paint and um, just uh, at my church, we've been able to do high school hangs on Sundays. And so we'll socially distance and we'll be outside in front of our church and our, pa- our youth pastors will give a little message and we'll have worship and fun. And that's just a good way to kind of get away from the stresses of like school or whatever and just kind of be there in that moment with others. Mm. That's so good. I'm I'm really grateful to hear that you're having that outlet and just listening to you talk about, you know, painting and this space of being able to worship and be just calmed me as I was listening to you. A couple a couple of questions that I just like to hear from you from your perspective as a youth. Um, you know, I know how I feel. There's just as you mentioned, um, you're passionate about your faith and also social justice. And I'm just curious, are there things, what is your hope for the future um, as a youth? What are you hopeful for in our nation and um, just looking forward to this big, beautiful life in front of you? Um, I don't know. (laughs) I think I admire how, you know, kids my age or I guess in my generation um, are really speaking up about this stuff now. And I mean, I just like, I knew this stuff was going on, but now that it's amplified and I'm learning more, it's just like terrible. Um, So I'm just hoping that with enough people talking about this stuff that, you know, government systems and stuff like that, that, you know, they'll look into these things like, you know, police, um, you know, police systems and how some things are handled and better tactics for de-escalation or I know like, (laughs) I guess I know you can't just tell someone not to be racist, maybe if they are, but like finding people, I don't even know, like, I don't even know how to put it. Just like, I don't know how you could, I guess, find people who weren't going to have prejudices against not even like black people, but even just minorities, like maybe Hispanic people, finding people who are genuinely good, who genuinely want to help and protect you and won't just only protect, you know, a white person because, you know, they haven't, they have, they don't have any like inward, you know, hate towards them or something like that. I just, I don't know. I'm hoping that with everyone talking about it, that it will come to the attention of more of our leaders and that they will try to start doing more to solve these problems or even help get closer to a solution, I guess. (laughs) I think I kind of rambled, but I didn't know how to exactly put it. Well, first of all, those aren't easy conversations to have. You know, it's a it's a choice that you made to share that perspective. And I really appreciate what you said about, you know, that, that 
people in your generation are willing to talk more and that we're seeing more. And to sum it up, it sounds like you're hopeful that systems can be dismantled from those conversations that are occurring versus maybe when I was your age, we said that, that the systems weren't in place. And, and from my perspective, anyway, I'm sharing from my lens, right. Yeah. That, um, you know, that, that racism really wasn't a thing and that, you know, civil rights movement happened. And so things are better. And, and then, you know, from so many of this white supremacist lens, uh, it's easy to just believe that because it's not a lived experience. And so when you're talking about, you know, politicians or people who are in positions to make change that maybe have that lens and that, lack of awareness and that blinder on that maybe those can come off. Did I summarize that accurately for you? Yeah. yeah, It's like perfectly. (laughs) Awesome. So I'm just so proud of you and I believe in you. I believe in you as a person and yes, your generation. And by having these conversations and just being willing to open it up, um, it is so important because we don't want to have, we don't want to be blind to these injustices in our systems. And so I'm hopeful just as you are, my friend. I absolutely am. Um, Just keep doing our part by having (laughs) these conversations here on the In Awe podcast. We don't shy away from that. All right, lady. Well, we went deep there, but um, here's what I want to be able to do. I want to ask my two standard questions um, and then we will make sure that listeners know how to get in touch with you so that they can support your wonderful journey. And I am just so grateful that you would join us. So are you ready for those two questions um, that I always ask every podcast? Yes, guest? Great. So the first one is, if you could write a letter to yourself at any age or stage, what would you say? I think I would just say not to worry about what others around me are doing because I feel like when you start to do that, you start to um, really compare yourself to others and just to focus on what makes me special, what's special inside of me and how I can use that in my own way. And I think once I really started to realize that, like I could use my gifts to make a difference or even just spread happiness or joy. I think that started to, you know, help me build my confidence too. Um, so I think that's what I would say to my younger self. That's so beautiful because you're in the series on youth and what a wise thing to say. I will tell you that so many of my guests and there have been several say very similar things that we just don't need to waste our time on, on the things that we don't see we can do. Let's embrace what's beautiful about us. So I'm glad and I can see that you're doing that in this world. So yay. How about this one? If listeners find themselves in a pit of fear or doubt and they need to hear Kayla's voice to help them rise up out of it, what would you say? So, I mean, obviously I would, (laughs) my faith would come into play if you're a person of faith, um, just praying and give it to God. Uh, There's a verse uh, that just says, you know, not to worry about anything, but to pray about everything. And sometimes that's all you can really do. I would say to journal, you know, and when that when I journal, um, that makes me feel better. That gets all my doubts and fears out on the page, and it's just kind of like a release from your body. That's kind of what it feels like. Um, and just surround yourself with people who will always have your back, um, no matter what. Who are just real, genuine people who want to help you and see you thrive, and will give you great advice when you're when you're feeling down. I think that's important as well. 
Mm, Such great words. Again, Kayla, you have been a breath of air that I just needed right into my spirit um, (laughs) today. And so I just thank you, first of all, for being willing to come on this podcast. That's a big leap and a faith. And I'm grateful that your dad would trust me with your story too, to share it with the educators and the people who listen (laughs) to this podcast. Um, Your message is going to be right on time. I just know that. And I want to send you um, just a message back that I'm praying for you in this year, in this upcoming year of great challenge with your courses and, you know, your steady, steady truths about who you are as a person and just keep that firm in the darkest of times when (laughs) there's a lot of uncertainty and maybe some challenges that come forth, but knowing that you are meant for great things. And I am so excited that I got to get to know you and that my listeners get to have you, um, always now you could, people could hear this 10 years from now and feel inspired by you, Kayla. So that's really awesome. (laughs) That's crazy. Thank you again for your time. And I will make sure to link in the podcast, how to get a hold of you. Thank you for having me. Sounds great. All right. Many blessings, Kayla. Thank you. Thank you. I continue to be completely awe-inspired by every single guest on this podcast, and I am so grateful every time you choose to share, rate, review an episode. It matters so greatly to the mission and the message of our guests, and I appreciate every time you help one another rise by lifting up the message. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you being a part of this awe-inspiring community.